Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What we just watched shouldn't exist in the world. Like, honestly, I enjoyed it. It feels like <laughs> groundbreaking challenge. Kind of man intrigued and uh, back to Andrea again. It's a great opportunity to catch up with the old ragtag bunch. I'm, ge- I'm genuinely pretty confused by the ending, at least, of what? that one. Uh, I, well... Has she... Tim... Where are we? <laughs> hey, guy. Hey, Tim. We can't... Um, I mean, we can start at the end. This was a bad episode. Yeah. And you know that I love to go into bat for this show. Yeah, you do, actually. You're not even saying that facetiously or sarcastically. No. You've I've, championed the series. I um, Online? Offline? I'd like to think that I engage with the show as a sincere fan. Mm-hmm. And and yet still an honest critic. Yeah. Uh, he's he's tough, but he's fair, but he's loving. Yeah. But he's also fair. A lot of Tim's confusion is built around the fact that Carrie Bradshaw spends half of this episode pretending to have COVID-19 to avoid the emotional heft of reading chapter three of her book reflecting on the death of her husband. A virus, I might add, that guy has also spent a lot of time championing yes. over the last few years. There's one thing I like more than and just like that. It's COVID-19. COVID-19. Awareness. Uh, of course, Mr. Big died while getting his dick jammed in the pedal of a Peloton. <laughs> so Carrie can't read the book. She lies to her publisher and the sound guy, who I was sort of flip-flopping on whether or not I liked, and says, I can't do this, I've got COVID. Yeah. And then the episode marches on. She wrestles with her emotions. Uh, she comes clean to some friends about how she didn't have COVID. She's out for a drink with Seema at the end of the episode. Who's also been on her very... Um, Seema's had a huge journey this episode. Yeah. And a lot of screen time. And yeah. I'll, I'll just quickly go through the whole journey. Okay. She got her $20,000 bag stolen and then she found it. That was pretty impressive, Tim. Uh, and so they're out for a meal and they're going, ah, oh, bloody New York. And then uh, eight guys who look like they've never heard of rugby before. Yeah, and one of them opens their mouth and immediately, uh, immediately I was like, okay, what are they trying to do? Here? My guess was Denmark. He's, I thought these he's, guys were Danish. He's, he's Yeah. Good day, ladies. I haven't heard a more confused accent since we got introduced to... Was it Dick Bot? Yeah, had that yeah. kind of pan-European. Who needs? Who needs? Da, 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 when who, you have sand dunes and sunset. Yeah, 
Who needs? Uh, Point on the map and tell me where you're from, mate. Well, but these. So anyway, on this episode of and just like that, season two, episode three. It carries. So it carries. She said she's had COVID. She hasn't had COVID the whole episode. And then at the end, we go back to voiceover, and she says, and just like that. Oh, this. Sorry, these. We didn't say these guys are Australian. Yeah. They're from Sydney, and also no, they're not. Yeah, and they're here for a rugby trip. That's what they. It's what Michael Patrick King goes to when he can't think of another way to like throw a bunch of hot dudes in the mix. Just like I don't know, Aussie rugby players. Yeah, chuck some Kiwis in there, man. We're the best it's in a, the it, world. It's a harder accent. And these these um, I mean, there are so many Australian actors in America. It is yeah. an affront to decency to the employ Hemsworths these. Have taken over Hollywood. These uh, we these know what they sound. American like. battlers who just wrote Australian on their accent list. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, they come and sit with them and then Carrie says, just like that, I got COVID. And so I believe... She got COVID off these guys. She got COVID. She... she, she Yeah. Bagged herself an Aussie. Probably sucked and fucked this um, struggling actor. She ripped the scab off a cold one, by which I mean had sex with a Sydney cider. Yep. And for our American listeners, if you're from Sydney, Sydney cider is the correct non-clementia for the people. And it's always struck me as odd... It's a funny one. Sydney Cider. Sydney Cider. What are you, an Aucklander? Well, what are we right now, an Aucklander? Yeah. How do you identify as Probably an Aucklander? Probably a Wellingtonian uh, for some reason. I think it's because it's where I spent my formative teenage years. No, yeah, I'm an Aucklander though. I'm from Christchurch, but I'm an Aucklander. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's having your cake and eating it too. But So uh, this was a, you know, it, it didn't want for... Uh, some juicy tidbits or, you know, the idea of excitement. Uh, but it just struggled to put it all together in this episode, I thought. So it was a lot of incompetence. Let's cut the shit and get to what we really want to talk about, and that's Shay. So Shay Diaz is uh, in production week, it would seem, with their sitcom, Shay Passa. <coughs> Uh, and we see Shay and Miranda running lines, and um, I went to the trouble of writing down some of the dialogue. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, Shay is not the only writer, remember. We, I've spoken of DD from the previous episode, DD of the blue hair and zoot suit. Uh, DD's the writer. Is sure, Shay must be. Shay's got. Shay's got their fingers on the script as well. I think okay. it's a. Sh- I think it's a shared script. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So they're running lines, and. Uh, you know, there's a point of tension where it builds to a scene where, uh, and this is just Shay running lines with Miranda, where Shay's meant to cry and Shay feels like to cry would be, which is, it's quite a um, sort of old school mask concept of crying. Shay's afraid to cry on camera because crying represents weakness. And That's it, and, not and quite it, paints, right. it paints being non binary as a tragedy. As a, yeah, yeah. Is that their exact words? Is it tragedy or trauma or something? I get. That. I thought that was actually one of the more deft, you know, bits of the whole episode, and it came right at the start. Well, I thought it was it because I thought it was deft, because Shay can't act, can't cry. Yeah, yeah. And so the but the dialogue, <laughs> we get to hear a little glimpse of the dialogue in the scene around this uh, yeah. sort of tension, and uh, Tony Danza's line. Miranda's playing Tony Danza, and Shay's <laughs> playing Shay. <laughs> and Tony Danza says, uh, "How are you, my little cannoli?" And then Shay says, 
Dad, don't call me that. And then Tony Danza says, I'm not allowed to call you my little cannoli now. Who am I offending? The pastry or the cream? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, uh, is it, uh, it build, I've got COVID now. It builds to a bit of a moment. And, uh, Mir- Mir- you know, Miranda and... Uh, Miranda and Shay have it out, and Shay says, "Oh, yeah, I, I don't want to cry. It represents, it, it makes it look like, um, you know, being non-binary is a, a tragedy or, tra- or, you know, it's it's something to be upset about or something." And then uh, goes on to say, and Miranda's like, "Well, just tell them you don't want to do it." She says, "Well, no, I said no to the zoot suit. I said no to the, I said no to the zoot suit. I said no to the blue hair. You know, yes. like you know, they get some, I get some." Yeah. And then also goes on to say, um. They cut ten lame they them jokes. So, I mean, I just I just feel like because we've seen Shay do stand up. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. What, uh, what are we? What what is it in place of that? Do you, so you, more you Uber, the, more you, Uber to the bathroom material is what I'm wondering. Like the guy is wondering aloud, what jokes didn't make the Shay cut? Basically, <laughs> I just. To introduce the idea that there's any sort of com- discerning comedy, you know, voice emerging through Shay in this oh, world. This is so funny to me because the the more we go on with this, the clearer it becomes that you are too close to this <laughs> character. And that is what is annoying you. <laughs> that there is this person who is excelling in their stand-up comedy career, has been given a TV show... <laughs> And you're too close to it and it's fucking you off because that is always the thing that we find the most annoying. It's almost an uncanny valley version of ourselves where there is enough similarity with the wants and desires but they haven't quite nailed the representation and it's frustrating for you. I th- I mean... You're, you're, As another non-binary comedian struggling to get a sitcom about your life with Tony Danza. That's right. <laughs> starring as your dad. Yeah. So the Tony Danza thing, by the way. Well, you know, it, it sort of paid off in this episode because we did. we do get to go to the production. We get to see the sitcom being filmed. We get to see the... Huge know, for the boys. Yeah, we get to Huge see the Huge for the boys. Very exciting day. Uh, the issue is that it is the, the focus of the scene is barely the sitcom itself. The focus of the scene... I mean, you think by the way that we're recapping it and the sort of key benchmarks we're mentioning that this would have been an episode for the books because the reason that the the focus of the sitcom scene isn't on the sitcom is that uh well first of all let's 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 get through the android and what you call anti-android propaganda yes miranda lost her phone in the previous episode in yeah. this episode she got talked into getting an, a samsung by a salesman at the shop yeah she doesn't know how to operate it how do you feel watching that it's just, it's just, it's classic mattress pike king isn't it is it is it slanderous to you it's just like guess what the phone's not broken billions of dollars of r&d and some of the smartest people and like thousands of people have gone and developed this thing to be idiot proof and if you can't operate it you're fucking dumber than all of those resources have tried to safeguard against that's miranda but of course the representation on a show like and just like that is androids they don't work too good guess what miranda you don't work too good guess what mattress pike looking you don't work too good it's a fucking cell phone it's designed to be operated by a child 
Okay. And what sort of problems is Miranda having with the Android, Tim? I think she's got it on silent. And she cannot <laughs> figure out how to get it off silent. She's having trouble with the font sizes, the pinch pull, you know, <laughs> too big, too little. She can't get it right. And anyway, so she, she receives a phone call from a uh, very devastated Brady who's in Amsterdam. And he's learned the hard way that you leave New York, you leave your rats, you also leave your power. Yeah, he is, shit falls <laughs> apart when you get off the throne. He has been dumped. And we don't get, uh, you know, we haven't had the exposition on as to why yet, but you've got to assume. If you were like, if you were date, if you dated someone mm. and they were royalty, yeah, and then they were stripped of their powers, yeah, and you were young and impressionable, this is a Prince Harry story. Go that, on, that would be a very unattractive. That would be unattractive, wouldn't it? Yeah, like if you dated, if you were dating a Prince Harry. or the Rat King, yes, and then the throne was removed from them, yeah. You don't want to fuck them anymore. You don't want to fuck someone. Braided. You don't want to fuck someone who used to be a rat king. Yeah, that's true. That's the damn truth. You know, it's embarrassing. Yeah, all the rats laughing at you. You're still fucking that guy. Oh, <laughs> You're gonna like this. <laughs> Even the rats don't respect him. They're, well, they're watching. They're taunting. Fucking hell. Yeah. So in Dutch, his, no less. This is his subjects. <laughs> his prior subjects. former subjects. Former subjects. What happens? What happens? So, what? Because you know, obviously, the the most recent monarch who lost power did through did so by dying. What happens when a monarch is? What's it called when you get stripped of the crown? Oh, the fucking thing he did it! Isn't that what the king's speech is all about? Colin Firth. <laughs> I think it was about him having a stutter. I want to say King Edward. His 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 brother was like supposed to be the king. Yeah, and then he fell in love with a divorcee and that was not allowed and oh. so he uh i forgot what it's called was he not was the divorcee not his cousin <laughs> <laughs> that is against the rules <laughs> cousins like is the rules you have to marry your cousin yeah but if it's not your cousin and they're a divorcee that's disgusting what if it's a, what we'll if allow. it's uh your hottest cousin who just got divorced will allow it <laughs> first cousin yes second cousin no no, you gotta be tied it in. We gotta It's gotta be first. Yeah. God damn. That's how we I just think, I just think if you're with if you're, with, if you're with someone for their power and their power is taken away, I understand why Brady got his ass dumped. So he calls Miranda. That's so rough, man. <laughs> Dude, Brady the reason he's the rat king is because of who he is. He is not who he well, is it's because, because of the throne. The reason, in my, the reason in my opinion. The reason he's the rat king yeah. is because Miranda was too busy at her corporate law job. Yes. Steve was too busy running for mayor. Yeah. He was raised by Magda. Yeah. And the mice. Yes. <laughs> and how many people have been in that situation in New York City where they've got two hardworking parents or parents that are otherwise busy? They don't grow up to command an army of rodents. They either grow oh, up look, to look, be like oh, normal look, look, or worse. We, 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 I'm not taking anything away from what he achieved. It sounds like you kind of are, though, because the way you're describing it is like Brody, uh, Brady stumbled onto some Look, magical like think, gauntlet no, that no, gave no, him no, no, wrecking no, no, powers. No. I just think this is like, you know, it's fine. He's it's, the best kind of king because he wasn't born into it. Yeah. He made the throne. I'm not taking anything away from it. It's fine to be the king. It's fine to earn the throne. It's fine to fall in love. It's fine to go on holiday. 
But you can't spend a couple of weeks smoking ganja in Amsterdam with your girlfriend, letting the rats do God knows what back home, have the str- have the, th- the throne stripped from you, and expect everything to just be tickety-boo. There's a decision he made. He went on holiday. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. It's don't, quite, it's, don't, don't come back to me and say that, you know, he didn't, he didn't have something to do with the throne being taken. And don't be surprised if the person that, you know, we don't know why people fall in love with us. Yeah. We don't know what's happening for other people. You don't know what's happening in anyone's relationship. Even your own? You know what's <laughs> happening know. in your own, right? I know my part. <laughs> okay, yes, right, okay. I know my part, you know, and I, I like to think I know Chelsea's part, but yeah. I don't know the whole thing. Yeah, that's true. How could you? You can't. It's impossible, and that's what makes it so magic. So what happens? This is quite sad the way you're describing it because it's, it's, it's sort of turned me on to the fact that despite the fact that Brady's on screen for, oh, I don't know, 16 seconds of this episode... Um, we're seeing a very Shakespearean downfall of a man who had it all and lost it all. Yeah. He had love and he had his rats and now he has neither. Yeah. That is fucking sad, bro. They call him um, Brady Icarus, the king who flew too close to the trap. <laughs> they, they call him King Rat Midas. Uh, the, the man who, he got all his wishes granted and then he turned his... Rats to gold and, and his then, girlfriend to yeah, someone who doesn't like Rats to gold and the, uh, the rats lost their agency and he lost his power. Yeah, it all works. All we're saying is he's in turmoil. He calls Miranda while she's waiting in line. No, I think there's more. They call him um, Brady the... Brady Crockett. Brady Crockett because he's got a crazy hair. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a hat with a huge... Like it's got a hundred rats tails. Yeah. Plaited. And you don't Fuck, you, that's powerful. That's so, his crown. It's, it's so thick. It's so thick. Have you seen those steel ropes, those ropes that are made from metal, like yeah. thatched metal? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is stronger than that. Holy and it, shit. he doesn't wear it out. He tucks it in. To he, what? Like the back of his it, shirt? Yeah, he tucks it into the back of his shirt. Oh, my God. And he runs it, he runs it down, and he doesn't pull it up between his legs. Yes. He wraps it around one of his legs. Oh, and my God. And you can just God. see, if you look... Does it look like carpet? If you look at, no, it looks... It's it looks if you know what a lot of rats tails together look like. I yeah. Because you rats know it's tails, rats tails. Rats tails. Like it's it's because in my head I'm going rats fur. That's I've got to erase that picture. A rat's tail is like it's pinkish. There is something strong about it. There's something biologically strong yeah. about a rat's tail. Does and it then grow a thousand back? of them. I imagine it does. I think if you cut a rat's tail off, a rat's tail grows back in its place. It's stronger than before. Yeah, two, two of them. Two grow back. Anyway, so he's got he's got it's down the back of his shirt. He's pulled it between his leg. It's yeah. it's wrapped tight around his thigh down Something to his ankle. Something fucked up about the asymmetry asymmetry of it. Yeah, it, it's super not chill. Uh, and then he call he calls up Miranda and he says, "Look, I've been dumped. He's an absolute. He's just gutted." And you can see it's actually the emotional. There's emotional gravitas to see Miranda's in line to watch show sitcom. Takes the phone call. He's he's tried to call her a million times, but androids don't work. Hasn't yeah. got through. <laughs> That's right. So she's more propaganda. And they're putting the they're putting the phones in the pouches so as not to disrupt the sitcom. And you know as soon as that she hides the phone and says she doesn't have a phone that it's gonna go off during the scene. Check off's phone. That's right. So they're watching the scene, the phone goes off right at the pivotal moment. <laughs> but they set up earlier. Yeah. Credit to the writers. And it's all it's all action, it's all problems from there. We've got 
uh, you know, the whole thing grinds to a halt. Everyone gets upset. Miranda still can't really, she doesn't recognize her own ringtone. So she doesn't really know it's her until everyone's looking at her, pulls and the phone out. It's very funny because the way they've staged and shot it, which I guess this is just what sitcoms look like, it is identical to how the I think you should leave scene looks when they're doing the sitcom and it's mic'd up. You, do you, have you seen this one? Keep going. Where he whispers, so they all like laugh and they've got applause sides and stuff and in between he keeps talking oh, about yeah, like yeah. the suit guy that ripped him up in the limo <laughs> driver yeah, that's got the yeah. false wall and the Super Bowl ring that keeps stealing <laughs> ice and the wall gets <laughs> yeah, tighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is exactly the same it's setup. It's exactly the same. And I, just as soon as they did the shot, I was like, oh, that's so good. It's the same. We were also, and it's funny because this was probably written way before that scene. Yeah. But because of, you know, how all of this works, <laughs> that came out first. We're also treated to some other lines of dialogue uh, just before we get to the fallout of Miranda's phone going off. Um, uh, they're, they're learning. Tony Danz is saying, you know, I can handle anything that you're going to tell me, Shay. You know, what about when we went and played mini golf and then your cousin told me he was gay? Yeah. You know, and for a gay kid, he was pretty good at putt-putt golf, and then she, which is crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy line. And then Shay, Shay says, Dad, you're not not getting this. And there's like, I mean, I know in sitcoms you've got jokes and you've got jokettes and you've got like funny lines that are on their way to an emotional point, but they're choosing what they show us <laughs> in this show. Then the, then, the, then the scene comes up. Shay's actually doing a fantastic job of acting it. The phone goes off and the Dee, Dee the writer, who honestly has been giving me bad vibes sucks shit. the whole Dee time. Dee Remember, sucks. my Dee parents Dee are in town shit. and I got therapy the same day. Not a coincidence. That's Dee, Dee in the last episode. Dee, Dee blows up. <laughs> Starts saying Shay's a stand-up, can't act. We're never going to get it. You fucked everything to Miranda. Then the audience warm-up guy kicks into gear. <laughs> misgenders Shay like three times on the trot keeps saying she was sitting at the table she was doing this yes. and then Dee Dee who's just in the middle of an absolute meltdown starts going they 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 yeah and just to rewind the tape a little bit this is after Dee Dee has said like goes off at Miranda she's like sorry they are like you've ruined this take and we'll never get it back because Shay's Shay not an yeah. actor Shay's a stand up a stand up and like so unnecessary so wild it's like thoughtful but angry, which is not. There's it's no cohesion honestly, behind that. Honestly, it's um, it speaks to the dysfunction of the production. Now, is it problematic that the two non-binary characters in the show, and the sole two non-binary characters, are the ones we hate the most? Maybe there's not for us to look at. <laughs> there's not for us to to dig into. Uh, it, no, that's totally true. <laughs> and in our defence, it's the way they're written. I really <laughs> think it is. Well, I I I totally hear what you're saying. <laughs> Oh, it, so basically then uh, Shay and Miranda blow up Miranda's book flights book Brady a ticket back to New York yeah book herself tickets back to New York and they, thank God they blow because up because this means yeah. Brady is back on the on the That's East right. Coast where he belongs he's back on terra firma uh, they have a blow up in the Warner Brothers part, uh, in the Warner Brothers lot and it's actually I mean it's not just having Brady back in New York it's having Miranda back in the house in Brooklyn mm. and it's a it's a house I remember from season one the house I remember from the movies. It's I don't know what I don't want to call it the house that Steve built. Yeah, but I'm certainly lo- I'm having a longing for Steve. I feel he helped put some vibes in there. I feel sorry for the actor who was playing uh, Brady's girlfriend in the previous one because like they're referenced, but she doesn't get to be in it. And like that's yeah. a good payday. This has got to be a good payday. Yeah. 
So I put me really, in a scene. You know what? Let's shoot a scene where I break up with them. I didn't even think of her. Didn't you? Nah. She's the trajectory for this whole... She's the propellant for this little storyline. I just think... It, the, this episode, everyone is riddled with incompetence. It's impossible to invest in anyone's stories. The other, arguably <laughs> most exciting thing is that Charlotte and Lisa, uh, Lisa Wexley, who are like, their parents at the same school, find out there's a MILF list at the school. Yeah, which rocks. That's a fun storyline. And they want to find out who's on the MILF list, and they're two and three, and they want to know who's the top of the list. And then they're at the school with some other parents, and they're all saying, oh, it's so bad that they do this. And then they find the kid who does it. He comes out of the classroom. Yeah, and then the storyline takes a turn because these mums, who are all in their early 50s, I'd say, see this 16-year-old boy Yeah, who comes out and they are fucking drooling yeah. over they him. Say that one of them says the H stands for hot. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy they do that on campus audibly while he walks past yeah and they do get pulled up on it by the principal yeah who calls a meeting and then about the milf list i guess that's why all the parents are there yeah it's a mothership maybe and then gets like a piece of paper handed to him in the middle of that saying word just to hand apparently some parents have been objectifying what's his fucking name Adrian milo h milo h come on man are you hallway. watching this thing dude i'm trying i'm yeah. trying i got too caught up by the weird sexual politics of who's lusting after home in the show and also like a little bit of a tangent it's interesting who this episode thought was hot guy wise those aussies they weren't hot <sighs> and milo he's a child yeah and he's not even that hot of a child <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there you go two strikes and in our defense, we haven't researched it, but we assume that the actor who was playing him was at least 14. So there's nothing wrong with us <laughs> saying that. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
<laughs> Carrie's big storyline in this episode is that she, she can't read. She can't read. She's swallowing her teas. She's popping her peas, and she is still grieving big. And all I could think when I was watching that was SJP. If you need lessons on how to grieve, you just get in touch with your husband, Mister Broderick. Oh, <laughs> you get on a plane to Ireland. He'll show. He'll, he'll show you a thing or two. You know what she should have named her book? Losing John. Life was never good to me. Losing John. <laughs> I don't know. I finished the morning here. Yeah. Um, what is it? I can't remember, actually. Uh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Often I feel like it's me who has that happen to them, but that happened to you. Carrie has a line in this where she says, <laughs> this is the only time I like had a visceral response to what was happening on mm-hmm. screen where I had to say something out loud. Like it triggered me. I'm ready. Carrie said, I'm not one to feel sorry for myself. And I said, yes, you are. Yeah. She was claiming that she is not a character who, who is self-absorbed or self-centered or, or overly down in the dance it's, while other people are going stuff around her. And mm. I took complete issue with that in the moment on a chemical fucking level. It is, I could not let that line stand without some sort of rebuttal. The backbone of this series. I, I, I feel as though we're, we're, we're drawing... Uh, to a close in terms of reflecting on this episode and I don't know if that's true I do I can see the timer okay I've got a really good shining light well I think that's what we need do you want it right I now I think that's what we need right now did you want to do your one first because no. it felt like you were grabbing the no, reins no 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 give it to me the crew have for this episode for the first time got a new dolly in. yeah now, a dolly is the machine that you put the camera on and it's usually got like a gas operation. So if you think about like an office chair where you push the lever and it goes up and down, so you can adjust your height. It's a gas operated operation. So you can really smoothly move the camera around. They're on, they're on like wheels, on like rollerblade wheels. So they're real smooth. And uh, there's just a whole bunch of wild shots in this one and camera moves where they've clearly like bought a new dolly and they just want to try it out. There's one where the gals are all having lunch and there's like a Michael Bay parallax shot where the, the dolly is just circling around them all and it is completely foreign visual language for the show. You bet, yeah, you were activated this, though. You sh- literally <laughs> set up straight <laughs> really, I was like, <laughs> they've got some new kit yeah. in the arsenal. And then there's another shot where... um. Carrie is in the voice booth and this was a shot uh, that was uh, made famous in Jaws and it's called a dolly zoom and it's where you make the lens zoom in but the dolly go back Mm. and it creates this um, very unusual effect where the subject in the middle of the frame doesn't change their size but it sort of feels like everything in the background is kind of closing in on them Mm. and they just pull one of those out for when she's reading her own book the audio book and I'm like this is not from Sex and the City at all it is now <laughs> and just like that Wild. sex in the city became jaws uh it's, it's it's probably not fair to call it a shining light seema's through line in this episode is that she doesn't like the sort of crime and the theft in new york uh a sub another subplot we didn't have time to get to. there were two we didn't get to naya wallace is separated from her husband now and uh a sound guy kind of because he's hot it's not crossing a line. It was crossing but a massive line. <laughs> he like is fishing around down her top for a microphone, which is like not best practice anywhere. And, I've never and, so, I've I've never seen that. No, 
No. You know what you say? Could you please feed that up to me? Every you time. You do not put your hand. Yeah. But because he's got nice arms, it's cool. Yeah. It's real fucked up. Because directly, you know, like, we've 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 experienced the Me Too movement and it came from entertainment and filmmaking and television. And, like, a lot of it was, was centred publicly about powerful people, but it's stuff that happens and, and yeah, media yeah. crashes. Yeah. Sound, like that shit got talked about specifically like soundies yeah the, the shit is bad it's yeah. universally revived unless they've got nice arms it's crazy that the show is is throwing so that up as that, like this is all good that's one subplot we didn't get into the other one Seema loses her, her Bergen gets robbed Bergen gets robbed we're meant to care uh, and then later on they're at this remember the the sort of Hot and noisy neighbour who lived downstairs from Carrie at the end of season one. I'll never forget. The jewellery designer. She reappears. They introduced her quite late in she's season having, one. Yeah, eh? she's having a show in Bryant Park. Carrie says she'll go. They go. They're ogling the jewellery. Carrie and Seema. Yeah. And this is... I If this doesn't come up again in the season, this was just a suit like... Nearly everything else feels connected to something or grounded in a reality that's been established by the show. I can explain this to you, but go on and say the thing. First. But in this, there's a, there's a caterer who just starts pocketing jewellery yeah, and then starts trying to like rob Carrie and Seema and is like, hey, give, give, me, me, a necklace. give me a necklace. There's no, it's all very calm. There's no threat. <coughs> there's nothing that's like, you know, there's no knife. There's nothing flashed. There's nothing scary no. about it. It's just like a sinister, serious, you know, strong looking guy being like, give me your jewellery. Yeah. So have you seen all of this stuff online really the last year or maybe longer? particularly in New York City where people in America are just sort of like taking shit from stores now because there's this line of like people are just sort of being uh, allowed to do it because the the alternative is just sort there's of escalates the, the situation too much. Ah. So there's people who go into like a Whole Foods now and there'll be like just a big group of people and they'll just take a bunch of shit. Mm. So I think it's it's like rich people looking at poor people stealing from insanely greedy corporations and being like, oh no, the poors know that they actually can exert some power I back see. over the system and it's very terrifying. It seems so then fascinating that and just like that would choose to side on the one percent yeah, to, to feature that now. Yeah, yeah. But so that happened. Any, that was my interpretation anyway. My interpretation was it was totally random and it didn't really make any sense. I, but that would seem as whole th- yeah. thing this episode was like She's literally a person who got a thirty thousand US dollar handbag stolen from her, and like, this is the worst thing that could happen. That's right. Nothing worse could happen. She likens it to um, Carrie's. She being says this widowed. is. She says this is like my nine eleven. <laughs> she doesn't say. And that. And then someone says, "You can't say that here." That nine eleven was like your nine eleven. <laughs> that now listen, if that was in the episode, that'd be so good, and it wasn't. Okay. All right, I don't know what show you were watching. My shining light was actually a lovely little comedy moment Seema has. She pulls a gun on the guy, and I actually said it to him. I said, you can't carry a gun in New York. And then he runs away, and she and carries. you can see Carrie's also like, in her head, she's like, you can't carry a gun in New York. She pulls the trigger. It's a lighter. Pulls out a cigarette. She doesn't release the trigger. She's still at the lighter. Pulls out a cigarette, starts smoking, and then one of these hapless security guys comes and goes, lady, you can't smoke in here. And she's like, yeah, like I'm the problem. And I was like, fucking a like these guys have not done their job tonight <laughs> you don't need like you don't need to take that shit right now you know like there's a time and a place Hard out. 
I really like that. Yeah, that was satisfying. That was good. The rest of the episode, pretty shit, guys. It's five, getting I give it a five out of ten. Three out of ten. It's gonna get better. You watch three this. out of ten for me. You're about to turn it around. In episode four. What are you looking forward to in future episodes? I'm telling you right now. I can feel it in my bones. Steve's back. There's no way. There's no right. way. He still he still lives in that apartment, doesn't he? Who moved out? He's back. You do not. You do not send Brady into crisis without bringing in Steve. You're right about that. Do you think he's in the roof, Steve? <laughs> With his dictionaries, having a read. They don't know yet because they haven't gone up. He's yet. up there like um, like ah George. What were, who did who did Jeffrey Tambor play in Arrested Development? Was his character's um, name George? George Senior. George Senior, yeah. You know when he's up and he's hiding out in the roof after yeah. he's run away from prison? <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Steve's up there like that, just leafing through a dictionary. <laughs> he's gonna come down. Um He's got close. he's got like a what's it he's got a <laughs> what's it called when you No, that's bad taste. <laughs> he's you're got, gonna do it, you're not gonna do it. You are gonna do it. He's got like a taxidermied version of Magnus sitting up there, he keeps feeding her tea. <laughs> You can't say that. I mean, you can't say anything these days. Should we close out on a song? Okay. <laughs> Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Oh, yeah, that's nice. And just like that, it's the worst idea of all time. And just like that, they're at it again and having such a gay old time. And just like that, they're back. Got Montgomery and Timothy back And just like that It's the worst idea of all time Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods For 50 to 80% less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 Luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.